Hello everybody and welcome back to another podcast for I'm Adopted. It's been incredible to hear you guys' feedback, all the support, everything with the community, seeing it grow and you guys sharing your stories from all of you adopted around the world, whether it's adopted, looking for your siblings, looking for your birth parents, looking for your fat, the list can go on and I really want to thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to the podcast every week, whether it's whether whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, you know, it's it's hopefully it's there. So so this week we have a special guest um, Daria Rottenberg from uh, she, she's got an incredible story she was born in St. Petersburg Russia and she's joining me this week for the podcast this week for I'm Adopted I'm a little bit nervous about this one because it's it's been it's been a long time coming and it's a really incredible story and I'm just you know it's it's a very I'm very thankful that she has agreed to talk to us today on the podcast and her story is is really something and she's sent through her story all the way from Los Angeles actually in America which is pretty incredible while we are here in little New Zealand and I spoke to her just last weekend about everything about the story we actually went through FaceTime which I haven't really used FaceTime before and I'm not really a big sort of FaceTime Skype ping person I'm not really into that doesn't matter I won't get too far into that I know you guys probably think I'm going on but her story is incredible. She reached out to me at the start of the year after she heard about I'm Adopted Online through the Facebook page and her story is touching, special and unique. And unlike me who was adopted very young, Daria was adopted at a later age. And I'm going to let her tell you the story. It's an incredible story. And I thank you again, Daria, for joining us this week for the I'm Adopted podcast. Thank you. Hey everyone, my name is Daria Rattenberg. Daria Rattenberg. And I was born in St. Petersburg, Russia. And before I start uh, just kind of speaking about my story, I just wanted to give Alex a huge thank you to inviting me to even do this podcast where I'm adopted. This is actually my first time officially talking about my story as an adoptee. And um, it's definitely something that hasn't been easy for me to do as I've been getting um, older. And so this is definitely that first step and it's, uh, it's gonna be really amazing to just kind of share my story. So with all that said, I was born in St. Petersburg, Russia, and I was adopted at the age of six in 1997 into the United States. I do have memories of my past in Russia, and I think that's what's kept me so passionate, um, especially now that I'm trying to reconnect to my past. Um, because of those memories that I have. Now, I don't have the best memories, but I do have some good ones as well. Uh, I don't have many memories of my birth mother. I want to say I maybe have one with her. I maybe going mushroom picking in the in the woods. Uh, that could have been her. I'm not quite sure. Maybe it was a girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I have been told that she had passed away. So I that could be what happened because I don't have any memories of her. Now, my birth father, I lived with, um, we had an apartment and he was an alcoholic and he you know, uh, neglect, neglected me basically. Uh, he wasn't really able to care for me. I think we were really, really poor. I remember I was eating sugar all day long. Uh, we didn't have anything to eat other than that. And he would just leave all the time and, um, I remember I had this playground nearby that I would go to and the kids always wanted to play, but I didn't really, I wasn't interested. <laughs> so I, I, there's this older man that I had sensed was about to be passing 
and he was in the neighborhood. I would go visit him and keep him company and he would read to me and uh, he would also give me dry oats to eat. So that was kind of like a luxury for me. And uh, I definitely remember that memory. And I do remember him passing and um, it. I think it did affect me. So that was the friend that I had that I remember. And um, so yeah, with another memory that I have is my birth father had asked me to go fishing. So we went fishing and he had caught a swordfish. And it took a chunk out of his knee and it was really crazy, but a few days had gone by and eventually we had to go to a hospital. And the hospital had, I think, noticed that I wasn't being taken care of, I was being malnourished. And I think I had lice at the time and just, you know, they could tell that I was kind of being neglected. So they took me into the orphanage next door and that's kind of like how the whole process started. Now, I don't know to this day if this was something that was planned by my birth father or if I was just taken from him because of unfortunate cir uh, circumstances, which in my opinion, I think that's what happened. Um, now, I was in about three different orphanages in Russia that I can remember and they were pretty institutionalizing to me in my own opinion. I, I don't have amazing memories of some of them. I, I remember one one time um someone was one of the kids were talking during the night and we all had to kind of pay the price for it <laughs> so we all had to take cold showers um with nothing you know wearing nothing in front of everybody and I, I remember i was pretty humiliated by that i also remember they had shaven me bald um in my first orphanage because i i believe i had lice and all the kids were laughing at me and thought that i was a boy so I was kind of traumatized with some of the memories and um, I think it's definitely affected me in my adulthood now, um, now that I'm starting to pick up on these things and just kind of like learning of myself. Um, so yeah. And now with the old orphan, the last orphanage that I was in, I do remember my birth father coming to visit me and I think he brought me like a, I want to say pennies or dollars or something, I think I said. Um, I would keep these notebooks that I would write in when I first got adopted about my memories and that's what I jotted down. So he uh, brought that and he also brought some plums and that was kind of a luxury. That was uh, like, it seemed like he had money or he was trying. I'm not sure exactly what he visited for, if it was a final goodbye or if it was an effort. And I do remember I was very angry and I just was very stubborn and I didn't want anything to do with him. So uh, so that memory was very important to me then and definitely is now because that's something that I have um, definitely stored in the back of my mind all these years. Eventually I was adopted into the first family that I was adopted into. Their name was the Johnsons. And they adopted me when I was about six years old in 1997 into Michigan in the uh, US. And I had a very hard time adjusting into a family setting, I think. Um, and I had an older brother there and eventually a younger brother in that family. And I I was a very problematic child. I, I would act out. I, I had a lot of rage in me. 
um, yeah, I was kind of hard to control. I think I had like fear of abandonment and I, I have Googled some of these things that other adoptees may have faced. And I think I was struggling with RAD, reactive attachment disorder, where I, I was having a very hard time accepting love and I didn't know how to give it back. Now, I know that I really struggled with that in that family. And I think now as I'm older, I still do, but it has been getting easier and um, I've been able to understand myself more in it. And so with that, I, I had a lot of issues with that family. So I think CPS was called uh, Child Protective Services had taken me into another family to just kind of see if I would fit in that they were called the Neronis and I was with them for probably not even half a year and I just was very unhappy there. <laughs> I remember I wanted to run away once and um, I'm, I'm surely glad that I didn't because I don't know where I would be now. But so I wasn't fitting in with that family. I was begging to go back to the Johnsons because I really did love them. And I think I just, I didn't know how to show them that I loved them. And I don't think they knew that I loved them. And so I went back to the Johnsons, but eventually I was adopted into my family now, the Rottenbergs. So uh, when I was about eight years old, that's that became legal that I was a part of the Rottenberg family. And um, that was my childhood. So growing up with the Rottenbergs, I... I think I had a pretty decent childhood, pretty normal. And um, I think with me personally, I just took everything so, I was very emotional over the whole adoption experience. You know, three different orphanages, practically three different adoptive families. It was, it was a lot of come and go, come and go and not feeling like I belonged anywhere. And um, I, I also had a weird sense that I didn't feel very supported about just being able to express myself as far as like my my past and what happened to me and just like any traumas that I have held on to I I never really felt like I could talk about it so I didn't and I kept that inside and um when I was growing up maybe eight nine ten years old I was very excited to kind of talk about my story with other um classmates I would always brag about my story you know the Russian adopted girl and I was known for having just a huge smile and just being so happy-go-lucky and then I think as I got older I was really closed off about my past and I wasn't able to talk about it and I had turned to neglect were not well neglecting yeah um denying really my past uh and it wasn't just a few until a few years ago that I had started um, not denying my past. And I had become so numb to it that I forgot that I was even Russian. <laughs> I forgot that I even had Russian blood in me. So that was uh, that was pretty crazy to think of. That's how far back I stored my story back. And um so with all that said, I moved to Los Angeles um, just about just over two years ago to California, basically to just pursue my modeling, my acting, and just any other career goals. Um, it was very career oriented, but I also just felt very free spirited here. And I felt like I was called to move here. And since I've been here, I have definitely realized that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much alone here. <laughs> um, I have made friends here, but you know, my family and my friends are still in Michigan. And, um, 
I've been kind of, I think I had to force myself to kind of escape and and move here and be alone and to just kind of like figure my life out and have that time to myself to focus on what I really want. And I have come to the conclusion that I really want to learn of my past and just kind of gain answers and clarity and maybe closure or maybe a new beginning. Um, I know I can't really have much expectations going into this, but I know that it could possibly be a new beginning for me if I find answers of my past and biological family. And uh, I have been trying to just stay away from being fearful of the answers and just staying focused on just having clarity on things. I think that's the most important thing to me. And in the way that happened was it's actually kind of cool. I was flying, um, I was working with the auto shows at the time and I was flying everywhere for work. And I remember I was in the air and that's when I'm always like in my thoughts and my emotions and feelings and, uh, and it just kind of came to me. I'm like, you know, I've been, why am I feeling so alone and, uh, you know, kind of searching for my identity and, having this void and just kind of like this anger inside of me, this irritation, like just kind of itching away at me, like, what is it? Something is missing. And I remember staring out the window and I just, I remember thinking, okay, it's, it's Russia. It's my past. And this is something that I really have to be okay with trying to understand and move on from or try to get answers on. And then that's when it started hitting me that I've been very passionate about my past and very emotional about it as well. And I had to allow myself to try to just get back to that and just kind of learn where I, I'm coming from and learn about Russia and, you know, that's in my blood, my genes and um, just possibly finding biological family, you know, just finding someone that even looks like me or I look like them and we have the same uh, personality or the same smile or, you know, those things are just so important for me personally. And um, that's when I started this journey of just kind of allowing myself to open up. And I call this journey Valentina, which is stated in, I, I don't have much paperwork about my past of my Russian uh, past, but I do have something that was stated that my birth name was Valentina Anatolievna Eremenko. And so I, I, I call this journey Valentina, which is my birth first name. And it's just kind of about me finding myself, reconnecting to myself. And, you know, obviously finding biological family is my end goal but also just loving myself along the way and understanding myself, gaining a, self, a sense of identity, reconnecting to my roots, uh, and just finding clarity and answers on my past and in just being able to speak about my story. You know, even me speaking on it now, I'm I'm a little like, I guess, shy or nervous about it because I haven't really, really fully expressed my whole story like this. Uh, I have talked about it like in bits and pieces to some people that are, I'm close with, but as far as like the my whole story from beginning to end um, and possibly even a new journey in it, you know, um, I haven't really spoke on it. So it's, this is kind of the first step that I'm taking. I have started uh, 
kind of searching for any answers. Uh, my middle name, Anatolievna, would mean that my birth father's name was Anatoly because it means daughter of Anatoly. So, you know, I, I think my birth father's name is possibly that. And um, it's really all I have to go off of. And also my memories, I, I've learned to not let that be pain and hold it against myself, but let it be something that's beautiful that I can still hold on to and try to put together the puzzle the puzzle pieces um, because my memories are so distinct and so vivid and I mean I could I could draw the apartment that I lived in and the vicinity of things and just it I really held on to those memories and I have notebooks about it as well so I'm I'm starting to learn that that's my advantage and that is um really the only hope that I have as far as finding out answers um and so yeah for me personally it's about just this journey of loving myself and finding myself and connecting to myself and my past and I think that's something that I think other adoptees should want to do as well and I understand everyone is different I've met a few different adoptees and it's actually kind of funny since I moved uh, to California to Los Angeles I have connected with a lot of Russians and also a lot of adoptees and everyone's story is different um, most people that I meet don't have any memory of their past um, and I, I do have some friends that are Russian or uh, orphans and were adopted and they don't have any memory of their past and they are not passionate about finding out their answers um, and their roots. And I completely understand that. Um, I think for everyone, their story is so unique and so different. And I think if I was in their shoes and I didn't have memories, I probably wouldn't be as passionate or emotional um, or fearful about um, my past. and. And I think that's what that's what I'm trying to search for is just by me sharing my story, hopefully I can connect to someone else or they can connect to me. Um, like for me personally, I don't have any documentation. I don't have any really any real answers or proof of anything about my past. Um, I wasn't given like my birth parents names and what happened to them if they're still living or not. I you know, this was all kind of assumed. And also I have um, it was kind of assumed the paperwork that I got from the adoption agency stated that both of my parents were deceased. And, um, you know, this is something that I've been questioning myself because I I'm a very gut instinct kind of person and I go with my gut and my emotions and my thoughts have told me to search for my birth father uh particularly and just really any living family because who knows if he's out there and he you know either let me go or was trying to get me back you know, there's no proof that he that he did pass away. And the memory that I have of him visiting me in the orphanage was very, very true and real to me. And I just don't, you know, I just don't understand why he would pass on right away after that. Um, and it could be possible. And I'm open to obviously every obstacle and any expectation of what's what happened. But um 
I think with my own story, since it is since it is so hard with no answers and also with some assumptions that they've passed on, but still my gut is telling me to just keep trying um, is very important to me. And I want to hopefully give others hope with their, their own story, other adoptees that maybe didn't have any paperwork either, or they were given paperwork, but also I know Russia was very corrupt and very poor at the time and things were poorly documented and some names could have been changed and you know assumptions made and just you know my first family tina johnson uh the mother she had always told me there's more than one way to skin a cat and that was something that has stuck with me to this day and basically what that means is if you feel something go with it and there's always going to be obstacles but if you want something bad enough you'll be able to find a way to get there and that's how I feel about my story and just connecting to my past and I hope that I can connect with other adoptees I think it's so important especially as a foreign adoptee to connect to just our roots you know that culture shock was really different when i came to the states i remember and i had to lose all of my russianness and now i'm fully americanized <laughs> and now you know when i um when i meet other russians they're very confused like well you don't speak russian and this and that and it's it's a sense of belonging i think as i connect to just russia and my past and trying to get these answers i'm connecting to valentina my own russian name and it's definitely a sense of belonging and I know that I'm going to gain confidence through this and I just want to show others that it can be done. Um, I do hope to find answers and I do I do think that I will. And whether they're, you know, good or bad, um, it will happen. And I, and I do hope and pray for that and to just not give on hope on myself and my story so I can help others with it too um, and just show others that it can be done. And if you want something bad enough, you know, obviously this is adopted to adoptee, but just anyone, if you want any anything bad enough that you can get it and trust your instincts and trust your gut and just keep trying. And I think that's why it's so important for me to connect to my past is to also connect to others through this as well. So um, thank you for allowing me to just share this story. I'm sure I probably rambled on and on, um, but this just this felt really good and freeing for me to share myself and my side um everyone's story is so unique and different and beautiful and i've i've definitely loved hearing other people's adoptive stories and um and also the whole adoption system as a whole i think uh needs to be aware awareness needs to be spread about you know there there's hardships in adoption it's it's not always beautiful there are some you know some orphans or adoptees kind of like myself that have struggled with you know identity and roots and connection and maybe didn't have the best support growing up and now we're you know old enough to try to understand it for ourselves and i think we should be able to know about our past and be very supported with that and i think it's just really beautiful that we can connect through our own stories even though we're all unique but we can still have that connection that you know that void that missing piece we can work on 
and uh, communicate to each other and help each other with. So thank you for allowing me to share my story and um, I hope that I can connect with others through this. Thank you so much, Daria, for joining us this week for the I'm Adopted podcast. Your story was incredible, it was touching, and of course it was unique, like every story is from everybody who shares the stories through I'm Adopted. And this this week has been incredible, and I thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story. Now, of course, it's always all about reaching out through, you know, finding your identity, making that connection, and finding your background and your roots. And that's something that all of us always all of us all have in common. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for listening this week. Thank you, Daria Rottenberg, all the way from Los Angeles for sharing your story with us through I'm Adopted. Thank you so much. And until next time for everybody, a big, a big, uh, a huge thank you to Daria. Bashoya Spasiba Daria. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of you guys. And until next time, Dasidanya, I Privyet is Nova Zelandi. Hello from New Zealand. Until next time, Paka. Goodbye. Thank you.